Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Random Fit. I am Wendy Batson here with my friend and colleague, Ken Miller. Ken, how are you today? Good, Wendy. How's it going? Uh, it's going great. You know, woke up today. Sun's out. <laughs> oh, obviously. It's so what more can I ask you. for? <laughs> Look at that. It's like, a, it's like a movie set right out there. Look at that. I'm, it's freezing though, so that is the part you, you can't see, but it is definitely cold here in lovely Atlanta. Yes. Um, but uh, I'm excited about this week's topic. We're talking about speed and tempo and how if you don't really think about it and you just go to the gym and start throwing up and down weights, are you really going to get the benefits of you know that you could be getting? Um, out of your exercises, because really, when you're thinking about focusing on stuff, speed does matter. <laughs> right. And it uh, I mean, more than what a lot of people realize, because, you know, one of the things that uh, I like to do is, you know, if I have an opportunity to work out at a gym, that's not mine. You know, I, I do like to people watch, right? I'm, a, I'm what you call a, a gym voyeur, right? I like to to look at things and, you know, see how people are doing things because, you know, for what you and I do, Wendy, when we talk to personal trainers, when we mentor them and when we, and when we teach personal trainers on, you know, form and technique, a lot of people don't realize that speed is, is another acute variable, meaning just another factor to consider when it comes to the execution of exercise. So just like you want to pick the right exercise, the amount of rep, the right amount of reps, the 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 uh, the the right amount of, of weight to use or the intensity, uh, the speed at which you move things, you know, has more bearing than a lot of people realize. I mean, outside of the you know the typical thing where you know you see people just kind of you know pulling pulling things and letting it drop or like just using momentum, right, to to get that weight up there or down there, or depending on what the exercise is. Uh, to where, you know, you could be doing a lot more damage than good when it comes to having too much speed. But to your, you know, kind of like what you were talking about earlier, you, you may not be getting the benefit of a lot of exercises if you don't go slow enough. You know, it's funny. I, and I know this is probably so not appropriate. So I'm definitely not going to say any names, but I had a client okay. come to me that I used to watch in the gym and I, I actually would chuckle when I would watch him work out because he would come in and do bicep curls and it was like a bicep curl into a back bend because he was trying to right. lift so much. And right. so, and then, you know, same thing, he would do things like a straight arm pull down. So instead of really focusing on the shoulder and lat or whatever it was he was focusing on, it became that as well as a crunch because he was trying to lift so heavy and he's like, look, I can do it. So it was fast. It was heavy form was terrible. So when he comes right. to me and he's like, you know, I think I need a trainer. I had to actually say, okay, when you're doing some of these exercises, what muscles are you targeting? And he's like, oh, I'm definitely doing my biceps or, oh, I'm definitely doing my back. And so once he started to work with me over time, he started to see how, oh, wait a minute, I was doing things, you know, incorrectly because he was lifting too much and going too fast. And like you said, you know, I think one of the main things I want to stress is when you go to a gym, slow things down and do it have an, an like what's your intention what are you trying to work on right. and make sure you're only feeling it in that specific area unless it's a total body exercise right and, and i think uh you know you bring <laughs> uh going to going too heavy is a, a big reason why people go too fast so thanks for for getting that conversation started Wendy, because <laughs> like you know the dumbbell row right that's you know oh. the bento you know with the, you know when you put your 
hand and, and knee on a bench and you got that single arm and you're, you know, it looks like you're trying to start a, you know, an old school lawnmower before, you know, you mm -hmm. have these little push button things now. Oh, yeah. And it's like you, you're pulling this thing while it's so heavy. You need all that momentum. And now, again, it winds up being a total body exercise. So it's not just something that we would look at just as an upper back exercise. Now it's a total spinal rotation because you need to get as much help as you can to get that, you know, 60 pound dumbbell up there and it does look like you're trying to start up a lot more so momentum and speed wind up being your best friend when it comes to trying to pick up that dumbbell which may or may not be the goal as far as a total body versus an upper back exercise so again you know there's a lot of other factors that go hand in hand on whether or not you're performing the exercise with the intention again with the intention of being you know whether it's strength or power or stability related, your speed is going to have an effect on you um, achieving that adaptation or, or that or that attended goal for that workout. Yes, and if you're just joining us, I'm Wendy Batts here with Ken Miller and we're talking about speed matters here on Random Fit. And I think you, you actually pretty much nailed it, Ken. I think when people start you know, they walk into the gym and again, you know, we're still in January. So we want to think, or, you know, you know, it's the beginning and start of a year. And when you go in, I think what's important is sometimes we just need to take 20 steps back and slow things down. That's you really want to, I know, well, because <laughs> we've, we've shifted so far forward. It's like, look how fast I can go, how much I can lift. And all of a sudden now I'm starting to have aches and pains in places that I shouldn't. And I'm not seeing the changes that I want to see. And one thing that I think it's important to emphasize is that most injuries occur when you're decelerating in the transverse plane. So that just means when you're like, let's say you're slowing things down and turning at the same time, most injuries occur doing that particular movement. And I think oftentimes that happens because A, we don't train that way. So I know that's not the topic right now, but also because we're not like focusing on training specific muscles and moving them the way that they were intended to be moved. And so I think it's important to really kind of analyze like, Hey, if I'm doing a bicep curl, you know, technically a bicep curl, you should think it's just bending the elbow and you can have a little bit of shoulder flexion, which just means lifting your shoulder up because, you know, technically the biceps do that as well to a certain point. But if you're ended up doing, like you said, the back bend and you're just swinging it up and you're bending your back, I mean, you're end up using a lot more muscles where you're really not targeting that one prime mover or that one particular muscle. And and I mean, I know that the buys and tries, that's a that's a bad example of how it can affect something else long term. But, you know, you want to think slowing things down and really being intentional in your movement is going to let you see greater results, which will then make you be able to lift more long term. And it's hard to mentally think that way. But if you did 12 to 20 reps. And let's say if you were doing a bicep curl, if you came up for one to two seconds, you paused and then you slowly lowered the exercise, making sure that your body, you weren't swinging anything other than just bending your elbow, then you're going to be able to lift more weight if you end up going faster, you know, like three to four weeks later. And then you start to see that definition and things that you're hoping to see um, because you took the time to slow things down and intentionally move that muscle the way it was supposed to move. Yeah, and uh, I think a lot of people don't realize that by going slow and you, you're, you're talking about posture and form and technique, uh, you know, first and foremost, if you go slow, there there is no momentum, 
right? And if if your focus or your intention and, and you're very mindful about you know keeping the chest up, keeping the shoulder shoulders back again, and and the simple exercise of a, of a bicep curl, you know, as you go slow, as you move, then you know there's not you're not moving so fast that you can't catch yourself losing posture really quickly, right? So as as I'm bringing that dumbbell from my from my front pocket from my waistline up to my shoulder if my focus is as you're saying when he's keeping the shoulder back and controlling posture then then you know i am you know i i'm better able to keep those shoulders back and he, and i know when it's it's one of those things that you know you've worked with some high-end athletes and and you know one of the hardest things to correct is taking those traditional exercises and saying, oh, hey, let's time out for a second, guy. Let's let's slow it down. First of all, let's bring the weight down, right? And then and then let's go ahead and do that same exercise. You know, and we could have picked uh, bench press, we could have picked squats, we could have picked anything. But you bring a bicep curl because you know it makes me giggle because you know that that turns into a, a, a you know you're you're bending at the hip, your shoulders are forward, and you're, and you're just doing this like almost like this little dance, right? Like, you know, you can almost go to the rhythm of, you know, kind of do a little swish a little side, yeah, side a little, shuffle. little side shuffle. But do you <laughs> notice when that happens, though, your elbow stops moving and it's actually just you're 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 shimming with your shoulders. Like a lot of times that's what I see is people are using their back and their shoulders more than they're actually bending at the elbow, which is what the bicep is supposed to do is to flex the elbow, which is to bend it. So right. you're going to notice, too, um, you know, like you said, time under tension is when you're actually going to start building a little bit more, you know, like you're using that muscle longer. So it's going to have to work harder, which means the weight's going to have to decrease. And um, and just quickly, that brings me to a story. You know, I do work with a lot of professional athletes and I know I had a lineman that came in from a, you know, starting lineman um, and uh, he was in the NFL and, and I had him do a basic chest press on a bench mm -hmm. using dumbbells versus a barbell. So it was something completely different for him because he was always the barbell guy and I made him slow it down, but we ended up taking his weight back almost 50% of what he would have done on a, on a, you know, using the, the barbell, but just by slowing it down and individualizing it into dumbbells, he had to work harder and he was literally struggling to do 12 reps going down for like three seconds, pausing and then pushing it up yep. because he was used to doing that pounding on the chest. Like, look how heavy I can lift big arch in the back. And, and again, I'm not saying that there's not a time and place, but if I can get him to move slower, better quality of movement and really, you know, working the chest the way that I want it to work in that particular exercise, when we actually had him go back to the, the barbell, he was able to lift you know, 10% more than he ever had in his life because we took time to slow it down and right. really emphasize proper movement and mechanics. And so when we say speed matters, you want to train for the speed of life, but sometimes life is slow. So slow it down and then start to work on, <laughs> right. on speed. Right. And, and I think, I mean, I think we can pull out a few uh, stories between the both of us as far as, <laughs> you know, because, you know, and I'll say that there was this uh, one of the football players that I had a chance to work with. Again, I don't know what it is about football. Well, actually, here's what it is about football. You know, they, they're always working on power, and it's always about strength, right? It's how much can you bench, how much can you squat, how much can you clean, how much can you vertical jump. But nobody asks, you know, how many, you know, how many push-ups can you do 
with a three, two, one tempo, meaning three seconds on a push up, lowering yourself for three, pausing for two at the bottom, and then a one second push up. I had a I had a guy who again was a uh, he was a top fifteen draft pick uh, running back, and you know coming back from from a shoulder strain, and you know having him do what, what we call a phase two or or a strength endurance, and you know having him bench press and he lo- and he was one of the strong you know three plates um, no problem he would do that but the second I put his hands on a on a on a physio ball and doing that slow tempo guess what that those three plates he had on the bench on that first set came down i mean ultimately came down to two plates on each side so easily 90 90 pound drop on the second set because he couldn't finish it because the stabilization exercise the exercise that i had him do slow taxed him so much he didn't have the endurance at that point to do the second and the third set to where guess what by the time we did the third set, he had 185 pounds on the on the on the bar, and still having trouble doing. I think at that point in time, 10 push-ups slow because he didn't have the endurance. And I think that's one of those things where you have, you know, any kind of strength and power-oriented sport that because that's what the sport demands, that's what they train. But again, if you don't use it, you lose it. So using that phrase when it comes to stabilization your ability to control and stabilize the body if you don't give your body an opportunity to work on those things that's when you're going to be weak at that and guess what you need the most not just for performance enhancement but also you know quote unquote uh injury prevention you know so when we talk about controlling speed being slow when you need to be slow and everybody needs to be slow at some point in time um you're you're either going to limit your ability to progress to the next level when it comes to how how strong you can be or how powerful that you can be but your injury potential actually can go up if you have a lack of ability to actually control your body good point and i'm wendy bats here with ken miller we're talking on random fit about speed matters and that's a really good point and i think one one thing to think about when we're talking about injury prevention is, you know, we've got these prime movers and all a prime mover means is it's the muscle that's actually doing the work that it's supposed to do. Um, but you also have stabilizers that surround those prime movers that actually help stabilize joints and actually help, um, you know, with different movement patterns. So, you know, you have these, these kind of helpers, if you will. And if your prime mover isn't working the way that it's supposed to, and you start to add momentum and speed, then unfortunately that's when we start to have, you know, joints that aren't lying correctly. Our posture starts to, you know, starts to fail from ideal and you start to have these compensations that can lead to further injury. So, you know, to your point, Ken, if, if you're always going to the gym and you're always doing the same exercise and you're always doing it faster, try something different. If you want to get different results, your body starts to, you know, it starts to adapt to whatever it is that you're doing every four to six weeks. So if you change it up and you're always using a dumbbell or a barbell, then try some dumbbells and then go back to your barbell and then, you know, switch it up, use some cables, but slow it down. And you will notice that you will have to decrease your weight. But when you go back to what you've normally been doing, you're going to be more explosive, more powerful. And that's one thing that I think with my athletes, trying to get them to take two steps back. I know they're explosive and I know they're good at their, you know, at their position. I know they are, but I can make them better 
by making sure everything is actually firing the way that it's supposed to by slowing things down. And so I'm not saying don't ever increase it, but if right. you're always going fast, then when you need to slow things down, then you, you know you can hurt yourself. So again, I said this earlier, I will say this again, train for the speed of life and we move in all different speeds. So don't forget the slower tempos because it can make a huge difference. And I, I think, you know, when, again, when it comes to performance and we're kind of taking a performance twist on this, but I think what we have is what we call, you know, addition by subtraction, right? So by, by taking something away that may not be, you know, you may be kind of stifled or stagnant at, taking that out and adding something, you know, just by adding something else, like in this example, stabilization training, they're going to get better, right? Because okay. I had a, I had a kid and I think I brought him up in previous podcasts, you know, all he wanted for, for Christmas one year was training sessions with me, you know, so, you know, I was, I was very humbled by that. Wow. Did you but, put yeah. a big bow? Did they put a big <laughs> put bow a on your head and on you walk head. in the door? Yeah. And like, <laughs> here I am. <laughs> so, Hopefully you didn't scare him by having no, a birthday no, suit no, on. He just like, had a bow oh, on and then yeah. Yeah, your training uniform and called it a day. There you go. There you go. You got six training sessions. But here's the thing. He was he was a high school golfer at the time. He eventually um, uh, went on to 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 do uh, you know to play golf at the collegiate level uh, for a Pac-12 school. And you know the thing is, you know, looking at what a 16, 17 year old, uh, 17, 18 year old does in the gym what are they going to do they're going to bench they're going to do arm curls they're going to do seated and do all the traditional stuff right um you know because they want the biceps they want the they want the packs but he's a golfer right and I mean, not saying that golfers can't look good right they can't do all the cosmetic stuff but you know as a kid you're going to do what your friends do so here's the thing i you know asking him what he does he again runs down the list and i said okay well you know what let's let's get back to that. give me give me a few weeks but let's do a couple other things instead of those things so again the subtraction was take away the stuff that he was doing with poor form too much weight too fast had him doing some basic stuff uh floor bridge right push-ups um uh, squat to row so, you know some total body exercise and doing it with the slow eccentric loading again, looking at his form, technique, making sure his his spine was in a nice neutral position, and within the first week, again, all we did was stabilization training, slow. Again, conversation here is about speed and tempo, and here we did we did slow. And I said, "Hey, how's the golf game?" He goes, "It's not good." Like, what's what's going on? He goes, "Well, now when I golf, my my." my my distances are all off because here he is he's hitting the ball five ten yards farther within a week of stabilization training so that shows a couple of things one he needed to work on stabilization he needed to work on slow he needed to be more conscious of his posture and his effort towards you know controlling his body and two the other things that he was doing with poor form and to your to your point earlier wendy his recruitment, how his body coordinated these exercises were biased towards poor posture, momentum, and lack of control, right? So by adding stabilization, taking away poor form because he went too fast, right? He was able to drive the ball farther. So here he is, you know, on his approach shot, he was overshooting the pin because now he had access 
to those helpers, those stabilizers, because that's what the stabilizers responded to. They responded to that slow and controlled tempo. They weren't responding to heavy and fast. They responded to slow and controlled. And if I think our listeners are, are thinking about their work, okay, what can I do to be better? What can I do to make progress? What can I do to kind of get away from those aches and pains? Well, think about the exercises, think about the weight you're using, but also think about, okay, well, what can I do to get better use? And in, in, in these, these examples, we're talking about the rotator cuff, the hip cuff, the deep muscles to the core and the trunk that help stabilize, you know, the spine and help prevent excess stress on, on those discs, which can oftentimes aggravate, um, you know, the shoulders, the low back and the hips. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I've had, you know, I could talk about so many different stories, but yes, I mean, you know, same thing with, with, uh, I had a football player that wanted to play one more season. He hurt his quad. I know that we've talked about this before in previous, uh, you know, uh, podcasts that we've done here on random fit. And, you know, all I did was the same thing. I slowed him down. I did more single leg individualized movement patterns. I made sure that the right muscle was firing at the right time by the time, time under tempo, slowing things down perfect movement patterns and quality of movement over quantity of movement. And he ran the second fastest 40 he ever did. And he was getting ready to retire, had one season left. And so got a call from the coach. What did you do? And I'm like, coach, we, we, we realigned him, we slowed him down and we got the little muscles firing. So when the big muscles did what they already know how to do, he was ready to explode and had more available, like you said, more available energy and power. And without, when you, when you think about movement with quality, by slowing things down and getting things to, to fire correctly, you're not wasting energy because of compensations. You're utilizing the energy and move, you know, your energy correctly because you're using the right muscles at the right time and not having to worry about all that other stuff in the background. And so, I mean, I think my, my key takeaway is if you are going to go to the gym and you want to try this, which I I'm going to challenge everyone that's listening, try to slow something down. So try to slow down your chest presses. Like you said, if you're going to go and do chest presses, it's national, you know, chest day on Monday, whatever it is, <laughs> you lay on the, on the bench. I want you to grab maybe 10, 10 pounds lighter than you normally would do the exact right. same like movement pattern that you're doing, except for, I want you to go down for three to four seconds, pause at the bottom for two, and then explosively push it up and do that 15 times. Take only, you know, a small break and repeat that three times. And if you can do that and execute without bending, you know, your back and you keep your belly button in, or if you don't want to do the chest press and you don't want to do a push up, same, you know, keep your feet shoulder to hip width apart, squeeze your glutes, squeeze your stomach, keep your chin tucked back and do the same thing. You're going to see how important, you know, it is to slow things down and how difficult these exercises that once were easy when you were just pounding them out right. now become because you're putting an emphasis on the muscles that need to be emphasized in order to see the gains that you want long-term. And so when we talk about speed matters, it really, really does matter, but challenge yourself and then go back to what you've normally done. If, you know, three to four weeks, you don't see any changes, which you will then, yeah. um, you know, because you have to be stable before you get strong and you have to be strong before you get powerful. And it really does. It, it's a stair step and you have to be smart in your training, but progressive, Right. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that's, that's a great takeaway. And, and it, you actually bring up a, a phrase in my that that I've, I've incorporated over the years, 
um, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Right. So if Ooh. you, yeah, it, I, I like it. Write that one down, Wendy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> actually, I, you know what? When I picked that up, I, I picked it up, you know, because I, before kids, I used to sail. And one of the things you don't want to do on a sailboat is be running here, running there, just pulling on, tugging on line all, all over the place. But you got, you got to be, you know, be conscious. And that's, that's where the slow comes in. And, you know, when you go slow, you, you're not likely to mess up when you're going slow, right? It gives you more energy towards thinking about where you are in that moment and then when you're when you're slow when you're moving slow and under control with that three two one uh tempo or speed that we're talking about then your your movements are more they're smoother right mm -hmm. which means you're just more coordinated and then as as we're smoother with with our coordination and our body control then we can move fast and then we can move with strength and we can move with purpose towards strength and power so slow is smooth and smooth is fast so once once we get control over a body then you can do whatever you want you just have to be able to one get started off on the right foot so again if you're one of those that are listening to us and thinking about okay you know what i do use too much weight i do move too fast and i never spend any time looking at my posture and, and actually going at a, a movement or a speed that you know that's going to challenge me as far as you know how often is somebody under tension for, for a minute and a half or two minutes. So if you can do that, then you're going to put yourself at a little bit different level than if you didn't do that. You know, meaning that, you know, you're going to be stifled by, you know, doing the same thing over and over and over again. And you're, you're just going to keep hitting the same wall. So I think, um, you know, taking all that into consideration, Wendy, just, you know, move slow every once in a while. Nothing wrong with that. And you eat a little bit of humble pie, you know, leave the ego at the door. <laughs> Hey, you don't have to bench. I eat that every day, you know. <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? I need to change my eating patterns and my right. habits. Because, I said humble yes. pie, not apple pie. Ah, uh, well, that's too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> tomato, tomato, it's all the same. That's right. It's pie. Pie is pie. Um, <laughs> well, right. this is fun, and thanks, you know, Ken, because I think you know it's emphasizing the importance of doing something different. And I think you know, again, if we slow it down, speed does matter. Right. Just try it. Let's try it. Let's try, try. it. Uh, but you know, again, again, as as we're getting into this this realm of wellness and fitness and and performance, I think this is one of those things that doesn't get, ever get talked about. We always talk about exercise selection. You know, what exercise? What's the best exercise? And how much weight to do? And then how often to do it? Um, but no one ever talks about speed. You know, so I think this is one of those those hidden factors, those gems that mm -hmm. you know can can actually get you to where you want to go. But you know, here we are exposing the science to yes. our to our listeners. So if you like this topic, you know, we'll, we'll definitely talk more exercise as we go into the future with Random Fit. But when we talk about speed matters, right, you know, hopefully we've downloaded some information for you to, to hopefully consider and actually use into your workouts. And, and, you know, it's always our hope that, you know, you as a exerciser, those looking to better your routine, you know, you've, you've taken this and, you know, hopefully, you know, You'll, you'll share with us some of your successes when it comes to information like this. So on behalf of Wendy Bats and I on Random Fit, uh, please like, follow, subscribe, comment. Let us know if there's anything else you want to hear from us in the future, and we'll be sure to get it on for you through Random Fit. So until next time, take care and be well.